Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Obviously, I'm super excited about this program and kind of obsessed about creating ROI around it. Uh, I think you got a lot of content coming your way after the fact, but obviously, especially with the way we're marketing it at this point, I think uh, a lot of you you know, signed up for this kind of part of it, so I, I take that very seriously. So I think really it's inconceivable for you to be here without you having a tremendous amount of context on me and my spiel. So I'd much rather go completely Q&A with you, uh, especially since I know the curriculum and things of that nature and what to navigate and how to answer. So to be very frank, I'm, I'm thrilled to like start that now. Um, I think that's what we should do. And so does anybody have any questions? When you started out um, uh, taking over your dad's company, yep. do you do you feel that gave you an advantage or a disadvantage in terms of how you were going to scale as you progressed? In my career? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it was a disadvantage. Um, it's always so funny when people try to rag on me and say, this guy wouldn't be successful if his dad didn't have a liquor store. I always laugh because I view my career at Wine Library as my give back to my family. You know, I used to cry like a child my freshman and sophomore year of college, calling my mom, telling her how, how scared I was to go into the family business because I would never get the credit that I deserved. And so funny to watch it play out. And so, yeah, I just, you know, look, the real answer is it's the greatest thing I ever did. Here's what would have happened. I would have went and flipped shit. Like I, I had no college, I had, I had Mount Ida's college degree which means I had no college degree. I would have hustled, right? I would have done my thing which would have absolutely led me to go to Silicon Valley. I probably would have made a lot of money on paper and I would have either ended up looking like a version of Mark Cuban because I would have sold something that wasn't worth a whole lot for two billion dollars or I would have crashed and burned and you know had a lot of money on paper and it would have went back to zero and I would have started over again, da da da. Um, but financially, financially, I think that I would be further along. Um, but the impact I had on my entire family, the time I spent with my dad, it's not even close, right? And so, um, that's the answer. That's what I think. Um, but then I'm also, you know, like I never look back at anything. Like, cool, I could have I gone to Silicon Valley been on my way to buying the Jets at 30 and randomly got hit by a car in San Francisco and died. Yep. Right. Like people don't think about that right. shit, right? I don't know about you guys, but I'm so weird about that shit. Every time I forget my keys in my house and have to run back and get them, I, yeah. I, I always, I'm like driving, I'm like, this just saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> I always think that shit. Yeah. I'm pretty optimistic, I always go the positive. Um, uh, I'm never like, oh no, I better not run back because it's gonna kill me, you know? Um, that's what I think. You know, the truth is, that's how I think it would have happened, but I have no idea. Yeah. Truth is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, with, with Claude earlier, really, well, she was freaking rad. It was- yeah, that must have been interesting for you guys, right? Cool. Uh, By the way, when I thought about this, you know, you guys know I'm pretty, I'm pretty concerned about selling stuff to people <laughs> in general. I remember thinking like, on paper, a lot of the people won't realize where the ROI really sits, right? So hearing you say that, seeing you guys react, I'm so optimistic, right? I'm so optimistic because I say to myself, okay, is these young men, and I look at, you know, there's 20 year olds, but uh, you know, even, you know, we're young. Um, If they actually understand or get impacted by that hour with Claude of like how fucking important it is if you want to build something real, all of a sudden you start spending 50,000 of your dollars on hiring somebody that looks like that versus buying another thing. So true. And that's how you then build a big business. It's culture. It's always culture. And I love Claude and like, she was somebody who I just discovered through you obviously and I was like, heart, like it just like, something inside me triggered and I was like, that is fucking brilliant. And it shifted like a lot of the things that I do in my head of like how I'm gonna build and grow because like I don't need another this person, I need a fucking clot. Mm-hmm. Period. 
to run all the other stuff. Claude always trumps your best salesperson. Of course. Every time. Go ahead. Uh, so the, uh, I guess something we talked about in that uh, with the growth of VaynerMedia was talking about um, this this change in thought of family. It's a it's a family, so it's like an unconditional love, and then having to turn it into something when you got to a certain size where it's friends. We love you, but we want you to win. So we need to make sure you're growing. And I, I think to, to put it into a social kind of tweak and a marketing tweak, for us as a company, we, we've we've been family first forever, for 25 years, but we're reaching that place internally, but also with our content where we've been, we've kind of been like a like a Chubby's vibe. Like, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like a, like a just knuckleheads running around yep. doing our thing. And it's, mm -hmm. it's gained traction, but I think we're ready to kind of go to become a little more widespread and actually have a consistent message and make it something more than that. And that transition for us right now is weird. So for, for things on like Snapchat and, and this more live feel, trying to figure out what is Dutch Bros, the the brand, not what is Dutch Bros brand Borsma, you know, and just making that switch. I'm just curious your thoughts on like Yeah, I mean, look, whatever works, so one thing that I think you guys should keep in mind as you go through that and any version of it for your guys' selves is, especially family businesses, like, um, people, these are just words. Like to me, family is actually one of the most fucked up places, right? Like, like families struggle because you're stuck. Like your brother's your brother, and like you'd never choose to be that person's friend, <laughs> right? Like, like that's just like so. So, honey empire. The other day in a meeting, somebody said, "Gary, the problem is the honey empire. The word is fucking us up." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's the person that's interpreting the word that's fucked up." So what I would tell you is do not be crippled. Your intent is the only thing that matters. If somebody's incapable of understanding family first or honey empire or culture over this or DNA for the, these fucking manifestos that you see in every single company when you walk in, it's the human that interprets it. Not what the word said. It's all saying the same shit. Which is we're all trying to find our balance of what we're supposed to do selfishly and selflessly. The organization's trying to figure out how to be a business like being a business is a business. And there's a good way to do it, there's a bad way to do it, but, but I'm more cynical about every nonprofit that asks me to be on the board because they're more fucked up than any business I've ever seen because it's 100% ego and it's 100% of people that can't do and they use it as power to make themselves look good. I mean, it's so fucked up. I'd much rather take the alternative of like, hey, this is a, nobody's confused what VaynerMedia is trying to do. We're a business, We're trying to win. And we'd like to do it as nicely as possible. Um, so I would tell you that don't get crippled. You know, make sure the action, you know, listen, it's a lot of the shit you guys hear from me, right? I'm pounding, like stop listening and start watching. Like if I'm making a vlog, like cool, you know, watching seven people roll with cameras now, I'm like, uh-huh, watching, right? Like, like if I'm, if I'm, whatever I'm doing, if I'm all about my, as you guys, again, you're here for this reason, as if I started getting more serious about my podcast three months ago, that means something. And what does that mean for you? And then you decide. And it's not copy me, it's understand why I'm doing it and then do what you're, do something about it. And I would say the same thing about culture, which is no matter how I try to feed it to my team, it's, it's how they interpret it and then I judge them on how they interpret it. Yeah. Got it? So it's just chess. It's like, okay, and then, okay, and? And you gotta be empathetic. I'm extremely empathetic. When I spoke in front of the whole company on Friday and I heard through the grapevine that some kid was sitting there and going, this guy's straight full of shit. I don't think I need to fire that kid. I think I need to go talk to that kid and figure out why he believes that. So you're, you started family business very young. Yes. Um, what's the biggest difference, like for me, my dad was just old school. You fire a guy, fuck him, he's never coming back. Right. And now me coming through, learning, you know, learning how he did it, how the old school construction was doing it, and I'm actually, Empathetic, like we have out of we have 16 guys right now. Half of those guys have been fired and have been brought back because of again the empathy, the emotion I bring into it. Like a lot of guys, oh well, that's just it's just business. Well, I've been like I lived the personal like family business. So when somebody says, oh, it split business with personal, to me that's it. I can't do that. Of course not. Because that's my life. Like this is what I'm doing not. every single day. Of course not. Um, how did you track, like, I'm, I'm assuming your dad was old school stuff. Was. Um, we're just going through the culture change of our company. 
Um, I knew last year we had to had to do it because it was killing us. Yep. In six months, we we focused on it, and it's been like night or day. Of course. But how, when did you decide, like, or did you decide? Super hard. Right. But there was just no choice. Right. Like to me, to me, it's just about choices. You know, like if you don't like it, go start your own business. Did you have like the because you came to a business that was already developed? Yeah. I've had the same thing where guys they tell you like. Uh, you didn't start this, it was just given to you. Yeah. Did you have that fuck you mentality, pretty much? I hate that feeling. It sucks, it, it pisses me off. I'll never get away from it, because it hurts. Yeah. Especially when you know you're great. Now, it's become, far, I mean, it was something that was at the top of my mind at 22. History has been good, like, results speak. You know, like, 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 my dad didn't give me the idea to invest in Facebook. Do you know what I mean? Like, like your, your actions will play out, right? Like, if you're good enough, you know, I think of athletes all the time, right? You know, LeVar Balls, you know, the whole, the whole now, like, LeBron's kids can't be good. I get it because that's a tough, you know, I, I remember, t- to hockey terms, do you know that, I'm okay, did, did you see the uh, Wine Library TV that I had with Wayne Gretzky? You ever uh, see yeah. this? Before we filmed that, we're sitting, getting ready, and we really hit it off. It was so funny. His whole, all his handlers are like, he's not gonna talk to you. Like, don't expect anything. We're gonna come in, we're gonna review the wine, and we're gonna leave. Mm. And I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> and like in eight seconds, we're like hugging, and like, I, I didn't know his grandfather was from Belarus, and it was, we were off to the races, and he didn't let his kids play hockey. And I'll never forget, that was the time when I decided he was a good dude and Michael Jordan was the worst dude. Because Jordan let his kids play basketball even though they weren't good enough and it's like, fuck those guys up so mentally. And so, and he liked it because he's so competitive and I get it because I'm kind of broken that way too. Um, but, but, you know, you, what are you gonna do? I, I, at a young age I was kind of, you know, that would bug me, but now that I'm 30 and I'm, I, I prove myself. Yep. When people say that, it's like, you don't see my fucking balance sheet, so you have no idea where I'm at. But it's not even the business side, it's what I do. And, know, and, and, and by the way, and by the way, and, that's, like, and that becomes the punchline, right? Like, yeah. like, at the end of the day, we all end up in the same place, which is you gotta prove it to yourself. Once you prove it to yourself, you're hard. set. But it's hard. It's hard, especially when you do shit like I'm doing, which is put, you know, you guys are starting to record stuff, you wanna build a personal brand, mm-hmm. get ready. Because as soon as it gets good, it gets bad. I'm sure. You know, the bad. I mean, but you know, you got to. If you make a bed, you sleep in it. Like I never, ever, ever dwell on somebody trolling me, because I can't get the selfies in the street if I don't get the trolls, right? So you just take it with what it is. Cool. Thanks. Cool. When? Cool. I'm just going to circle. I'm sure everybody's got a question. We'll just keep passing at this point. Cool. So I'm in an interesting spot. So I own a couple businesses with my dad and my brother. Yep. Um, and over the last like six to nine months, because of the things that have happened over the last two years since I've come in, I'm getting attention from other businesses and people saying, hey, would you come uh-huh. on consults, do marketing, and help us build our business? You're living my life. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's, so it's been an interesting transition to this. And now I'm in a situation where I could um, jump in and start, go all in on that. I've built a team that's incredible, yep. they're talented. I can step back and go 80% on marketing. Understood. Now, the question what, what is. Kind of, what kind of businesses are they? Um, so I've got fitness, nutrition, um, different like recreational. Um, so they're small businesses. Recreational like weed? <laughs> no, <laughs> no recreational like family. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, go ahead. So, <laughs> So the, in this opportunity, people have been pursuing me and kind of building, but I have the decision to make, do we go all in and do it like myself in the right, sense your of firm, family, yeah. builds an empire, or do I go, I've had been approached by opportunities to build with people who have been in the marketing industry for 25 it, years. It, t- it depends on how you feel about what you care about, meaning it's super uncomfortable on an everyday basis to think that you created the wealth that family members share in. It's not easy. I've got two situations right now. My dad and my brother. It's what I feel. Because it's the truth. Now the question becomes, are you okay with that? None of all my rich friends complain about taxes. It never runs through my mind. I wake up every morning thrilled to give 60 cents to the dollar that I earn to this country because I was born in communist Russia and I prefer this alternative. (laughs) 
I don't know. But I promise you this, if you think you're the one that's gonna drive it all, if you believe that, if your two years have proved it, that you had the natural talent, dad's obviously had his run, the brother's older? Younger. Younger. You've just gotta figure it out. When we started VaynerMedia, AJ wanted to be 50-50. There was no part of me that thought it would end up being 50-50, but I was okay with it. But that's a really tough decision, bro. Yeah. And I promise you, it gets worse as you get older if you're the leader. If you're the one that's making the money, it hurts more and more every day. Mm-hmm. For me, I can get, I can pull through. I just think I can do it. But it can get real unhealthy real fast. I raz my dad because of it. Yeah. You know, I just, it, it just a, it's a feeling. It's real. <clears throat> so you gotta decide what you wanna do. You know, you gotta feel, you know, I always, always am careful to recommend things that are very personal. <clears throat> but you need to acknowledge that you're not going to be able to balance them both. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay, and I have a part B kind of that same thing. So in that, um, the question also comes in. So in my situation, I've got that serial entrepreneur. I love building businesses. So I enjoy the marketing and that stuff too. And I yep. feel like I'm good at it. But like the grind of being running businesses is what I, I love that. Uh-huh. Um, do I go, if you were in my shoes, like, do you ever ever have that question of like, should I have just kept building different businesses or do you have, like is this? Well I think what I'm building right now is the ultimate for me because I'm building a machine that I'm gonna run every business that I do in my life through it. So I've really figured myself out. That's why this feels so great even though I hate running an agency. I love it because I'm building an operating system. Yeah. So it's really legit for me. Yeah. So I would kind of give you that same advice that if you like them both, try to build out the machine that then all, like if I go buy Duncan Hines right now or Ben and Jerry's or Puma, it's gonna work yeah. because of the Steve's and the Nate's and the Scott, like I'm building something very real. Cool. Yeah, and thank you for that since like for the last like two years until I come across your content, I was like constantly fighting with my family on things in the sense of like, I was like, man, this is what I'd love to do. I've never seen anyone do it. But your like willingness to like document and share is like, I find you and I was telling these guys earlier that now it's like, hey, I want to do this. My family's like, you're crazy. I'm like, here, watch this video. <laughs> so thank That's you awesome. very much for sharing. You're welcome, brother. Cool. So um, the big thing for me is, uh, so I found you about a month ago. And in uh, watching some of your stuff, I said, oh, okay, no, I understand this guy 100%. Like, that's me in 10 years when I'm the same age. You must be amazing. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I, no, I am. <laughs> and um, I know I am. And, I'm, and I, my thing was, and I think in my interview thing when I was writing it up too, I was basically saying, like, because I hadn't seen it in the market, I was going to create what you were creating because I hadn't seen it. And then I saw that you did it. So then I was like, oh, let me, he's already done it. So let, let me, me just go. That, let me go do it. Yeah. Well, let yeah. me just, yeah, let me just go see exactly how he did it. And then I'll just duplicate it. Smart. So the big thing is for me, when you're saying you're wanting to create an operating machine so you can just dump that into and do that, that's exactly what I've been building these last eight years. I love it. And um, because that's what I'm passionate about, I want to be able to do that and kind of pass it off to a great team of individuals and uh, know that it's getting done how I know. I want the impression into the world. And then with that, you know you know where you can, when you, when you understand the level of talent that you have, you know that you can get to wherever you're wanting to go. Having hit where you're at now, and you know that you can get to where you want to go, do you, would you have rather have done it where you didn't personally brand it as you as the show in the capacity of understanding how disruptive you can be to people who are uber, uber wealthy, you're, Basically, you can kind of overtake their industries in, in a large capacity to completely shift wealth. And you'll be able to do it on a, on a very large scale, and they'll know it's you and you directly. So knowing that now, would you have rather have done that in the background? Or no. You still, okay, so. Yeah, like, like what you're referring to is interesting, right? Because yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, there's way more people with extreme wealth and power <clears throat> that you've never heard of yes. versus the alternative. I'm just not that, I'm not a behind the scenes guy. Yeah. I don't know, bless you, I don't know any other way, you know? And I'm not scared, and I'm not scared. Like, could I get murdered? Yes. I guess, you know, like, but like, but like, but no, but there's been people that have disrupted shit way more than I have that mainly they don't, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like Microsoft didn't kill Steve Jobs, like, you know, like, so I think, 
I think the, as long as you don't go into the territory of like government, like there's a real reason why a bunch of Russian politicians are falling out of windows in New York. Like that's, that's that stuff. But in business, we haven't seen the historic relevancy to you know, that vulnerability. And then, and then big tycoons being mad at me, right? Like at a cocktail party or at an event, that feels exciting. Cause, because if anybody actually created that wealth, well then, they did it to somebody else. No, I agree. So yeah, I'm, so then, so, I actually like it. I'm yeah. very competitive. Like Nate, we pl- what did, I did something really uncalled for. Swiping my head on a fast break layup. Yeah. <laughs> like I love competition. Yeah. Like I like being like the bad guy. I love it. Yeah. Of course, you, you, and to your credit, AJ was super pissed at me because my brother is my brother, and so he's like hates when I do. Like you just do that, right? He was really, really mad at me, rightfully so. Nate wasn't, and it reminded me what? Well, because you were you were da- you were dazed by the power, um, but uh, I'm I'm very comfortable being the villain when my intent is pure. If I was cheating, yes. if I was cheating, if I was stealing, then I wouldn't. But if I'm just better than you, then you need to eat it. I agree. Cool. Okay, so um, I found out about you, Gary, about four months ago. Okay. And I resonate a lot with uh, your ideas. I grew up in my dad's business, uh, but he uh, sold it when it was in decline and didn't have a chance to, to, to take over, over it. And uh, went through uh, being entrepreneurial, built a couple of business, failed them. Uh, my last one was uh, my last shot, being 16 years at it. So we do uh, B2B internet services like Comcast or, or Google Fibers. Love it. And uh, we, uh, this is our 16 year, we've grown to over 10 million in yearly revenue. It's amazing. So uh, uh, right now, uh, we're in Puerto Rico, we're based in Puerto Rico, the market is limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just an island economy, it's not as good. Uh, we're uh, branching out, we started in Miami and uh, looking to other, other cities to, to expand. How's Miami going? We started uh, one year ago, it's good, doing good. We had been like part time there, so it's not like full time. This year we're gonna hit it full time. Okay. Uh, how do we grow to from ten to hundred mil? It's you know it's probably much of the same. You know, like I, I don't think that I think the best the biggest way to not grow from ten mil to hundred mil is to put it in those terms and try to do that. Okay. I think that that happens a lot. I think when you create art, that's an arbitrary number. Why don't you say right. fifty? Why don't you say a billion? I think. I think the biggest thing you need to do is something completely different. So the way to go from 10 to 100 in what you do is obviously go into other markets because Puerto Rico's not big enough, right? Right. So what I would do if I were you is care much more about winning Miami and Florida and being very self-aware that you're now going into the big leagues Mm -hmm. because you are. America's like different than Puerto Rico. So what I would do is I would just focus on making Miami and Florida successful because that's the quickest way you're actually gonna get to 100. If you start thinking about Miami and Atlanta and Louisiana, New Orleans, you can get caught. Because that's what it seems you should do to get to 100. Meanwhile, you've started the process of your actual vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And you're also young. 43, yeah, young. Young. I mean, it's just true. You know, I know you guys have been hearing me say it. It's because it's true. I don't know. I just spend a lot of time with 60 and 70 and 80 year old businessmen who feel like you guys. Think about you're 43. Yeah. You remember when you were 23? A little bit, yeah. Good. Yeah. It doesn't feel that much different. No. The end. Yeah. I was less. I was yeah, I mean, you know, I was actually, I, I might be better than ever, but, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important. And I think I, I always hate when I hear people coming from outside the U.S. and going to the U.S. market because the U.S. market's so exciting because it's so big, mm. but it's hard. And so I would just get real serious, go all in and be serious about what you're doing there, learn what you learn there, and then scale. But we could have kind of weird because we're kind of U.S. And no question, no question. But by the way, I'm scared when somebody is operating in Minnesota and comes to New York. Okay. Like different markets are different markets, yeah. right? Gotcha. So. Uh, how do I, uh, I, 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 How do you, I scrapped traditional advertising like two years ago okay. and focused on social because it was basically yep, what I had to do. Uh-huh. How do I expand on that to carry on our, our growth? What do you want to happen? Who are you marketing to? What's, what B2B, is your business? Yeah. We're B2B, basically. I would run Facebook ads against employees of the companies that you're trying to acquire. Okay. The end. 
do you think any B two B influencers? There may be. I mean, you have to run the you know the uh, they they haven't met with the influencers yet, right, team? No, Ask them about that hashtags. There's ways, but there's not a lot. You know, there's not a lot of people that. What do you actually sell? Like, will be your tech infrastructure? No, no we do your connection to internet. We're Got it. Bringing in the fiber mm-hmm. to give you one gig of speed. Um, as a reseller of other people's products. No, no, we build a, our, our own infrastructure and provide the service. Um, if I were you, I would run advertising in the market I launched, like Miami to get them to a dinner that looks like this and then close them in real life. B2B is very real life. It's like conventions and things of that nature. So I'd run Facebook ads to a nice wine dinner at a a great steak place, 212, and first 10 people that say it, and you know who you're marketing to so you get the right people, and then you walk in and you start making relationships. Use social media as the gateway drug to real life. Okay, okay. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Bill. Um, I'm, I'm, for my personal business, I'm at this place where I'm contemplating partnership, about to start, you know, building a team, if you will. Okay. Um, I guess you can answer this question and answer mine. For you, in the beginning of Vayner. Yeah. What role did AJ play, and you know, if there was no AJ, what would you have done? Would you have another one or what? So the first, the first. We launched in May 2009. I took over as real, I was the CEO, but I was the real CEO in August of 2011. So the biggest thing AJ played, and he'll say this, he always says this to me, Vayner wouldn't have happened without the AJ role in those first two years because I would have done something else. I got us Pepsi and Campbell's in the NHL, but he he executed uh, the business. What would have happened is I would have hired somebody else um, you know, Brandon, my best friend, I always start with family. I love it, it's comfortable. Like you can trust. It's why I love what's happening here. I'm building family at scale. That's just, that's why this is so like, holy shit, I've got a real shot here. Because really I feel like I can do anything now. Like speaking, I, I think I can build CAA, I think I can buy 500 burger, you know, you know by, by the way, buying fast food restaurants is a very good business. Just like as a side note, like, like it's just a real estate business, right? It's just, it's really interesting. Anyway, nonetheless, um, I would if a- AJ didn't come along. So AJ was a precipice of me really leaving day-to-day operations because I wanted to do a business with my brother, because I'm 11 years older than him and we have that kind of relationship. So if I wanted to do something else, and AJ wasn't coming along, I probably would have done something with. Tokyo Joe or Rob Moose or one of my college friends, um, I would have started something with an anchor of a family member and built around that. So whoever, yeah, so nothing is more important than, than trust and aligned interests um, in the beginning of anything. And so you need to, if you're gonna start expanding, dig deep into relationships, people that are overqualified, and you underpay, but they buy in. People that are underqualified, but they've got your back and you're gonna teach them. To me, the, the part that matters the most is do you blindly trust the person? It lets you go fast. And speed is the variable of success when you're small. If you're spending all your time like triple checking shit, you're finished. Nope. Got, it? got it? So like, the, you know, people say things like, well my buddy's an idiot and I, like, like, he's not smart or she's not smart, so I can't start it with her, and I'm always like, no, no, no. Spend all your time on teaching her to be a B, even if she's a D. It's a B that you trust for life is way better than an A that you don't. So, um, I found your content uh, right about a year ago to the day. Interesting. I started to, it was crazy, because I saw this, this guy's on Facebook. Sense. Uh, yeah, it was on Facebook, and then that got me on Instagram, Instagram, YouTube, the whole thing. We know how we do it. Of course, I'm the guy you guys <laughs> I do now. I really do now. <laughs> I follow your whole team. <laughs> so I was just like, this stuff is lining up with me, and like a huge piece of it was Honey Empire. Yeah. Like, like way deep in my soul, I was like, fuck, because I've had so many bad business partners that would rather burn everybody else down, and we're killing it. I'm like, this feels awful. I hate this. I get it. So I got out, and now I'm running everything on my own. Good for you. And I'm killing it, it's great. I just launched a brand 
eight weeks ago, and I was just like, oh shit, like I've I have cameras on me, like I went full blast at it. Yep. And I'm just like, because I want to show my kids, like, the right way. The right way. I get it, man. And like, it was super important for me to be the example of my two boys. I get it. So for me, it was like, it was actually twofold. It was, let's say that my plane goes down and I die. Yep. And my kids, they don't know how passionate like I was about business, all these deals I closed behind closed doors, and they didn't know any of that shit. How many people I've helped. So I was just like. That's the reality of almost everybody that lived before us. Right. Lost in time. So I'm like. And manipulated and changed. Yeah. Turns out Christopher Columbus was a dick face. Right. <laughs> you know. Exactly. You know. And so. Hated by a lot of people. Yeah. Right. So, so for me it was just like it was. There's two ways to win here. So for me I could actually win by doing legacy the right way, and doing it by the Honey Empire, which was super important to me as the example to my kids. And then I don't have to have shitbag business partners anymore. So for me, it's a question of like, how do I scale my brand because I'm still so new and I really want to get my message out there to help people invest in real estate because I didn't have shit. I grew up super poor, had nothing. It's patience and execution and you're a smart guy. You need to be very much thinking about the collapse. I, I, I just started making content two weeks ago about it. And because it because it's part. inevitable. It's coming. It's the real estate the real estate business like Wall Street is up and down. It's just the game. There is no up forever. And everybody gets smoked out on the down in real estate because everybody overextends themselves because during good times C players think they're stars. I took the biggest scoop of my life in the worst real estate market in fifty years. That's why I'm sitting here at the table. Of course. I can't wait for the fucking crash. I get it. As long as you're sitting on enough cash and as long as you're not overextended and have too much debt, it's the greatest thing that can happen. Agreed. So yeah, I think that's my question. It's so patience, it's, bro. It's just patience. It's just patience. And just building of co- it. Like, we all want it. We all want more, like whatever. Like that's what got us here in the first place. You're not sitting in this room because you're passive and you don't give a fuck. You know, like we, we all want it. But it just takes time, man. Yeah. Like, guys, I was 35 years old. I built the wine library. I made a boatload of money on paper with Twitter and Facebook and was capable of liquidating it, just to give you context. I, I, you know, I wrote a New York Times bestselling book that put me in a place where I could speak, which I love, as you guys know, at the time, which seemed insane, for $30,000 every day of the year. Um, I had a million followers on Twitter when that meant, like, there was no Instagram, there was no Snapchat, like it was like, everything was in my corner and I started, client service business. Like when I tell Steve, or like patience, I'm living it. Like this, I understand this is big and I've built one of the fastest agencies and it's a hundred million dollar plus business and I'm I'm Gary Vee, this is going slow. You know, it's funny, I've been spending time, I've been doing something very weird, very egotistical and very weird, which is I've been spending time with people that worked with people like Steve Jobs and Gates and other people when it wasn't as obvious because I'm trying to understand it so that I can like communicate with my team and I, I don't want to say like you do understand like yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to do it mm-hmm. because I'm trying to make them not lose. Like people are doing dumb shit like leaving Vayner to go get another $5,000 and I'm just like, <laughs> like you're gonna be really sad, mm-hmm. you know? And it doesn't happen often and we've been very lucky because I think people are smart and they realize what's going on here but I don't want it to ever happen. Right. Um, just patience, man. Yeah. Of course you want it to be bigger. You've been doing it for five minutes. It's, yeah, ha- it's also hard. Mm-hmm. Like, you also might not be good enough. You might be good enough at what you're doing, right. but being a media personality and making content that's interesting is just a totally different skill. Yep. Not something, by the way, not something I ever thought I, I didn't even think about if that was something I could do. Just never crossed my mind. Because when I was growing up, when we were growing up, that meant I'm not going to Hollywood. I'm, I'm running my business. Right. I don't have time to go to Hollywood and do a show. So, you know, I never even thought about it. Like, of course not. It's why this is so important, what I'm pushing right now, because we could all do it. It's so much upside, and there's versions of it, to your question. Maybe you'll realize a year in, it's not about your personality, but maybe the content itself plays, and so maybe it does become more just information. Maybe other people communicate it. Maybe there's a different format. Maybe it's books. Like, gotta find out your medium, too. I just finished my first book. It's I'm awesome. like severely dyslexic and was told my whole mm-hmm. life I'm an idiot would never be able to write a book and I got D's and F's like you and I was like, fuck you, watch this. Yeah, and you actually wrote it? Wrote it, done it, and yeah. it's coming out two weeks. I can't write for shit, I mean, 
bigger man than me, man. Like I, I probably am dyslexic. I don't think I even was willing to go to the tests <laughs> to like figure my shit out. But I surely can't read, so that has to mean that it's something there. But like, I can't. I couldn't. I mean. You should see the emails I send. No, I am absolutely terrible. Here's what I did. I spoke to Oh, got it. Indirect. Yeah, that's what I do. And it, it, was, the, it. it was the greatest thing ever. I go, so my brain. Yeah, I can, it, yeah. But I finally got a. I can write a book right now. Right. Mm-hmm. For the next six hours straight. Sure. Just talk it through. <laughs> but I couldn't literally write two Neither. sentences. Neither. So funny. Well, first of all, I'm going to like, thank you so much. This is, I'm pumped to be like a trivia question one day. Yeah, like yeah. first ones. First yeah, one, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> So, I was um, thinking that when I walked in here with you guys. Yeah, so a lot of us are working on personal brands. Um, yep. I'm, I'm a little unclear as to the direction I want to go, but I was like, yep. just start. Yep. It's Jason there. Yep. I have a couple gyms. I use uh, Jason. I genuinely believe your real life is the game. Just authentic, yeah. Think about document versus create. Yep. You're thinking about creating right now. Like, the direction you're going to go is creating, just so you know. Yes. Documenting is just like fucking film it and then like let him, and then you guys talk it out. Oh, if you're like, if in hindsight the next day or week or whatever you do, you're like, I don't want to show that, then that's fine. Right. But like, don't overthink the creating of it, like the, the document of it. If you want to overthink the post-production and how you want to position yourself, that's fine, that's the output. But I don't want you to stop yourself from doing anything that could end up being the thing. Right, yeah. So would you, do you recommend dual things, like one for the brand, one for the business? No. no. It's hard enough to break through as one thing. Yeah. You know, separating it, I just don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I know you went from the wine guy to. Because you can. Right. If you are it. Right, right, right. Got it? Yeah. You can't go from the wine guy to the business guy if you're not the business guy. Right. Everybody got confused. I was the business guy before I was the wine guy. Right. You know what I mean? So I think if you're worried about like being a serial entrepreneur and you don't want to be branded as the gym guy when you want to go do something else, that won't happen if you're actually good enough to be that other thing. The other thing is I want to train fighters professionally. Okay. And like I know in my heart that's my superpower. That's awesome. But I feel like I'm building Wine Library, my version, like the gym, yep. the, the financial structure, yep. to know that the next 30 years is going to be this thing in two, three, four, whatever. Okay. Start the personal brand and journey now, just the documenting of what I'm doing. I think so. And just curate it later. I would, I, the only thing I would watch on TV right now would be watching Emmanuel Stewart as a young trainer. And like I would, Pay a thousand dollars to see the first time, you know. Uh, yeah, are you kidding? Be so fucking cool to like watch the video of like Freddie like working out Manny for the first time ever, right? Yeah. You know, to watch like Tommy Hearns walk into the gym yeah. in the background. Like this is gonna be so insane. Yeah. Like every one of you is gonna watch this. What's happening right in this room right now? You will physically watch 38 years from now. As a matter of fact, that part, that's right, that part you just watched and you're emailing me or whatever we do at that point right now saying holy fuck. (laughs) Like it's so meta, but it's so real. Like I remember growing up being, it's funny how my life's manifesting, being fascinated that the kids of celebrities got to see their parents a lot in that age and now that's what's gonna happen with me. It's cool. Like I can go watch the video of the day after we drafted Mark Sanchez when I'm mad. Right. You know, like it's cool. I have to find where that is. But now we're transcribing everything on our end, so we'll really be. Have you guys seen the Ask Gary Vee search engine? Yeah. Thing is real interesting. Like you can get the answer to every question. It's cool. Like we're gonna do that for Daily V. Literally every word is gonna be transcribed. That's gonna be crazy. Because it, it was so hard for me to find this one specific episode. I had to dig through your feed through Facebook for like a year to find it. I was like, there's got to be a better way to search this shit. Episode of Daily V? It was, it or, was or Ask Gary V. Yeah. yeah. That we don't, we don't have a better way yet. And, and by the way, nobody does. Well, which was here in my notes. I'm like, how do we search social media just like Google for very specific things? Because like, well, no, you're, you're not asking that. You're asking how do we search video. Video, yes. And that's why we don't have that yet. We're tra- so we're doing a lot of expensive transcribing of every word to create that capability. But you should really look at it because it might open up things for you guys to do. This Ask Gary V search, if you haven't seen ask.garyvaynerchuk.com, it's the transcribed word for word of the 250 episodes of Ask Gary V. And you can literally search Instagram and just see every, and you click it and it's in the moment where I am. Uh, talking about it, it's cool. It's because it was actually here in this room and it was when you were calling out somebody who was trying to like charge himself up and you got like straight into like, 
it was, I think, purpose. And I was like, where's that purpose video? Do you know that he was sitting in the seat that you're sitting in? That's, that's crazy, because I've watched that. <laughs> I have watched that thing a hundred times. because He's I'm sitting like, in the exact seat that you're sitting in. I just got goosebumps, because I was like, fuck, that's me, and I don't want to be that guy, because I have these services mm-hmm. that I want to provide for people, mm-hmm. but do I charge? Because my actual purpose, I wrote all my shit down, like, what would I do for free? And now I'm doing it for free and helping people. Go figure. And I'm like, fuck, how do I actually make money in that? I get I, it. I have enough money now in real estate so I can do that, but it's like, can I do that forever? I get it, man. That's Listen, so I'm, always, I'm, so I'm always careful to tell, like I never want anybody to do what I'm doing right. because I think I'm talented enough to pull it off and I can't, I can't project if people are talented enough to do it. Like I can make money with, like, without doing all those things. Right. I mean, this, this was, this has been three years in the making. I've been thinking, you know, and then it, it felt subconscious when it popped up, but like it was very improv when it actually happened. But like I had to get to the place where I thought this would be worth it for you. This I have is the to, best value in the game. By I'm right very now. confident. Like crazy and, and, and you haven't even, honestly, you've got some of the real meat coming, right? Like you get the, like the Claude thing alone, especially for br- straight up, the Claude thing for bros is the one. Like it's, it's the one. Now, some shit like, then you get into like Romy's strategy stuff and I'm like, I wonder how that's, like it's all different but like you never know for one person it's everything, for other people it's like this is what I'll catch up on email. I'm okay by that, just gotta make the thing worth it. I actually think the business development of the group is gonna be extraordinary because I just know the DNA of the people that follow me so they're gonna find their value in that. Mm-hmm. So it's cool, it's interesting. Agreed. My last thing too, yeah. your favorite boxer of all time? And boxer? Yeah. My favorite boxer of all time is Aaron Pryor. The Hawk. <clears throat> Just because I think he willed his way, you know, to so many wins that he didn't. He had a great personality and a character. Yeah. He just recently passed away. He was, he just, he outwilled people. He outwilled people. Uh, and now, I, uh, uh, I don't know, there's this one guy who I've been watching uh, who I'm really fascinated by, a lefty puncher. I'll get you the name. No, he's just a really unbelievable fighter. No, this is more of an up and coming kid who hasn't had a title shot yet, but he's interesting. I follow him on Instagram, I'll get it to you. Hispanic uh, kid? No, but I, there's a Hispanic There's another kid. What's his, what do you? No, I can't think of his name, that's why. There's a young Hispanic Really young Hispanic kid on, that's doing, yeah. So I know who that, yeah, knocks him out. Is his name Junior or like Star or something? Like, I know who you're talking about too. I didn't see. I didn't see that, but I've been. I'm. I, I like interact with a bunch of young boxers. Uh, you know, the great thing about getting Instagram famous is that if you are verified and you have over a million followers, pretty much any single person you want to talk to will talk right back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. That's a great point. So first off, Gary, thanks for this whole sure. awesome opportunity. Uh, when I heard Vayner Media tour, I pictured like golden tickets. But um. Uh, with my YouTube channel, yeah. I started off because you know I went to school, yep. college, yep. got a full-time job that everybody wants. Yep. And I was like, you know what, this sucks. Yeah. So I started making, you know, money on the side, built that up, eBay and Amazon, yep. doing yep. all that. Eventually, down the road, I want to add on to like being an influencer, help those sure. people that you know, after they got out of college, they're stuck, they don't know sure. what to do. Sure. Um, how do I build that brand and be an influencer? I mean, I'm not selling anything, obviously, but I mean, over time, it's gonna keep growing. But I guess, what I think you, I think you make a mix of the content, right? You make a mix of, your channel should be not only you going to a garage sale, buying something for 50 cents, and then the, it, the video's edited that it shows you posting it and it sells for $9, but once every two videos or nine videos, depending on what your strategy is, you should also talk about the bigger thing, which is how you got there and why. It's what I do. Like some of my content is the documentation and keynotes and other, and other times I'm taking you into the inside of why I'm doing this. It's why you guys have such a good read. It's why you're able to sniff it out. You know, because I'm doing both. I'm like, I'm, I'm living the sitcom and giving you the documentary at the same time. Mm-hmm. Got it? Which I think is hilarious because they're like, Glenn, you're like stupid, you're telling everybody like all your secrets. I'm like, I didn't invent thrifting or <laughs> reselling. You know, I'm just doing it a different way. Glenn, those are stupid friends. comments on YouTube. Why do you think they're commenting? <laughs> I think that's hilarious, but I guess to add on, I guess to that, you, one of your first talks, Chamber of Commerce, 98. Yep. 
Um, so I guess, how did you get into like public speaking and, and doing something like that? The first, that? you know, I, I talk about that Chamber of Commerce. There's more people in this room than were in that Chamber of Commerce. It was just a story of the guy telling me that the internet was a fad and he was the Yellow Pages guy is so good. That was far from a talk. Um, the first talk I ever did was so random. I got an email in 2007 or eight or nine. When was it? I, 2009's Crush It. I would say 2007. I get an email. That's a, have you? Some of you've heard this because I've said it publicly, but maybe not. This is really a funny story. I get an email. The guy's like, "Internet conference. Do you want to come and speak?" I'm like, "Yeah." I email him. We get on the phone. He's like, "Hey, like, I mean, I thought. I, I, first of all, I was pumped. I was. I would have flown there myself." Guy's like, well, "Okay, we'll pay for your. You know, we got your flight and hotel covered." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "How much do you charge for your speeches?" And I'm like, "Charge." I'm like, yes, of course, charge. Um, so I'm like, fuck, what's the biggest number I can throw out? And I'm like, $5,000. He's like, great, we'll send you over a purchase order. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> he, he, he said, yes, so fast. So I'm talking to him and listen, I'm a salesman. I'm like, I gotta get more, like I can get more. I'm like, okay, and then he said, this is one, this is, I hate saying it, but it's true. He definitely said an hour, I heard him. But I'm like, I wanted more and I'm like. Um, so yeah, so to recap, uh, $5,000 an hour, you know, $5,000, uh, the, the flight, the hotel, for a 30 minute talk, he's like, no, 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 we, I said an hour, we need an hour. I'm like, oh. I'm like, well that's $10,000. He goes, okay, great, we'll send you the purchase order. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> so I, a lot of what I'm, of the advice that I've given so far is patience and execution matter because then it comes to you. Right? Like it's way better if you want something for it to come to you than you chase it. it. Means you have the leverage. So keep doing your thing and then if you want to do it, cause then I realized I wanted to do it. So you know what I did? Actually I have it. Actually DRock, it's in my inbox from Frank Gruber. I have the email that I sent to Tech Cocktail DC which was the first tech event I ever did where I beg him to go and donate wine. I went and took it, I did it for, not only, I would tell people to do shit for free, not only did I do shit for free, I gave, I paid to, like, so if you wanna talk, you live where again? El Paso, Texas. Perfect, Google, like go to meetup.com, Google it, find conferences around personal brand, influencers, technology, YouTube, and just email them and be like, hey I do this, I'd love to drive up and talk. And even though I'm not like selling anything, is that kind of weird? Like I don't want them to be like, what was the whole point of this talk? Just to, you know, to try to motivate me to sell stuff or like? People are always selling. You're just running a marathon. I'm never selling anything but, but but attention matters. And it manifests into good things. Whether that manifests into more people watching Planet of the Apps and that's good for me or if that means you guys saying nice things about me that leads to somebody else hearing it that leads to the CEO of this. Like doing the right thing and branding is always right. It may manifest into you getting the board seat of the nonprofit that matters to you because one day you have a family and your child is sick from some disease and because people knew who you are. Like, do you understand? Literally before I walked in here, I told Claude, I'm like, you know what's amazing? Because I, I saw, you know, I walked in, I saw this crew, I'm like, right, dudes, right? And, and, and she, then she said, oh, you're all, you know, we were laughing. I said, you know what's crazy? I have so much attention between 14 to 28 year old dudes that I can leave an all time legacy of turning dudes into chicks. And we were laughing. But that's right, right? Like it's, it's that, right? That, so just like, what are you worried about? Selling what? If you're referring to those bullshit internet conferences when you have a fucking CD in the back, that's a shit world. If you're talking about something else, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know why you're doing it. You're trying to build up momentum and then you can figure, listen, once you have leverage, you don't need to figure out what you're doing with the leverage. People make money, they don't have to know what you're doing with the money. What, you know what you're doing with every dollar you have? So building brand, I don't know everything I'm gonna deploy it against. I know ultimately I'm gonna convince everybody to be a Jets fan, but, but in the short term I don't know, right? But I know getting it is good, especially getting it the right way. Um, thank you. You're welcome. You gave us opportunity the last night. You guys have a good time last night? Yeah. How was the wine? Good, good, good. awesome, go ahead. Yes. Uh, so my question is, you made your money, you said like if it was through wine library or flipping, you would make the money. Um, you have VaynerMedia and your different outlets, but you also have Vayner Capital. Yes. How do you 
um, kind of work with other people's money? How does that make you feel? I hate it. So the Vayner Capital, which was the rebranding of Vayner RSC, we had a $25 million fund, 12.5 million of it was mine, 12.5 million, mine and AJ's, 12.5 million of it was Steve Ross's, who bought into Vayner Media. I, there is no Vayner Capital. I was raising a fund last year. Um, I raised a lot of money, and then I gave it all back. Because I don't like it. I gave it all back because I knew that I wasn't focused enough on it and I didn't want to be at the mercy and I had no, in- if I had lost that money, I would have paid it back. And I didn't want to pay back $100 million. <laughs> so that's how I think about it. But now my investing career is about things called SPVs, special purpose vehicles. If something comes along, how much time do I have? I'm done? All right, I'm gonna make it 15, figure it out. Cool. If I, if I, uh, if I see something I believe in, which I'm really not interested, like I'm really not. It's actually, I don't even take meetings, but if I'm living and I see something and I want it, then all the people I give their money back to, I can raise a one-time thing, deploy it, got it? Yeah. That's where I'm at. I don't like that feeling. Yeah. I don't wanna let people down. Uh, a couple of silly ones and then one real yeah. one. Uh, first is how you like your coffee. Uh, with cream. Just cream? Yeah, which is funny, right? Because I'm a hardcore wine guy. And so like, I'm, like, I lived in a world of like, snobbiness and understanding and technical skills. So knowing that I like coffee with cream when my friends like, are really into coffee makes me laugh because that's literally like drinking wine with ice cubes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's how I like it. Second one was uh, I saw you posted something about uh, Amazing Fantasy 15 the other day. Yes. What uh, what's your interest in? So Xander, my son, uh, has really gotten into superheroes out of nowhere because we t- well not out of nowhere we took him to Batman the Lego Movie. He's all in, and now he knows like he's all in, right? Like he knows the bad guys, the good guys, and he's super into it. And it's like the first thing like I'm so pumped. Like you know it's amazing how. Uh, how you end up, even though you hate the cliche rich guy thing, you fall into it. I was laughing at myself that my initial reaction to my son being into, co- into ca- characters and superheroes is I'm gonna buy a million dollar comic book collection that's gonna be worth $10 million for him now. But that's literally, I've always believed that old comic books is one of the best deals in the world because unlike athletes, comics are forever. Like Spider-Man, Spider-Man is Spider-Man. Like Frank Thomas is my baseball guy. Like 22 year old now doesn't give a fuck about Frank Thomas. And so you can't win that game as well. I just think, I just genuinely think just like Facebook ads and Instagram influencers that old comic books that are graded well are grossly underpriced on the supply and demand because nerd culture over the next 20 years is gonna get bigger, not smaller. And so I just, so yeah, I'm just like trying to buy I've been doing it for a hobby for, oh I've collected comics since I was seven. Yeah. so my, my dad and my uncle started Dutch Bros. So I've been in the family business forever. My dad passed away in 2009. So um, we all will someday. So, uh, But I've been collecting comics forever. And I've been, uh, we built a house probably about three years ago. And I literally like just was like, suck. I guess I'll sell some of my stuff. So I started, like I turned, I, I probably made a little over 25 grand on comics just to help like pay for windows and crap. So. <laughs> But it's real. <laughs> so cool. It's real I've been buying and flipping original comic art too for the last few years. So uh, it's it's it. very real. Yeah. And I'm and I'm looking to go like like at this point like I was a kid that couldn't afford like an eighty dollar baseball card. So like now that I have the dollars in my favor, now I want to fix the mistakes I've made in the past, which is I'm gonna go out and buy the real shit, right? Like because that's you know beachfront property is beachfront property. But I do like betting on, ooh, Black Panther's getting his own movie, if it pops. Ooh, Iron Fist is a Netflix original, if it pops. Ooh, I think number two, second appearances are underpriced, if you think about it. I like hacking. Yeah. Um, so my question is, being, uh, being where you're at, everybody wants your attention all the yes. time. Uh, and then you also have, and that's outside of your business, then in your business, everybody wants your attention too. Um, so you have all this attention that's getting kind of sucked away from you. What, where do you go to get um, inspired, influenced, uh, fulfilled, that kind of stuff to, because 
to, to fight the drain, I guess. By feeding the attention. To go into it. Interesting. Well, I know. <laughs> That's the it's just to feed the beast, you have to go in and stay in. It's how I get fed. Mm. It's real cool. Like, I'm, I, I, I failed every science class I've ever taken, but like, I, there has to be like plants and animals that do that shit, right? Like, go into it to get its thing, like, right? Like, yeah. like I'm trying to think, but like, I'm trying to think, but like, there's shit, right? Like, I don't know. That's how I do it. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. I think my kryptonite. I, ha- I know what my kryptonite is. I talk about it very rarely, but I do reference it a lot. You know how I always tell you guys to go to retirement homes and hang out with old people? I am very nervous about regret because when you feed everybody else and you're okay with keeping a percentage of what you deserve, your vulnerability is waking up at the end and being bitter that you gave too much and it's a very fine line and I'm very aware of it and I think I talk about it a lot and think talk about to myself a lot to make sure I'm ready because I already know that's what I'm gonna feel. Which is intense. I know, you know, I live on optimism and the future, patience, so when I get to 80 and 90, I know it's not there. That's, I'm quite, I'm being very frank here, I'm genuinely concerned that I get unhappy in the last moments of my life. Do you, I'm, do you think, because that's kind of where I'm, I'm thinking of certain stuff, um, do you think now that you know that that's the inevitability based on the life that you've chosen, though you're an optimist, because I'm the same way, I'm not gonna look back and make a regret for, I made the decision in the, in the, it's mine. In the moment. It's mine. I own it, I'm yep. okay with it, yep. no matter upper bottom, it doesn't yep. matter. Um, more like that's an unintended consequence of the success that you It's the collateral damage. So nothing you could do to avoid it. It's collateral damage. Okay. I think by talking about it and being aware of it, okay. I have found myself capable of doing more stuff that I would call short-term selfish okay. as hedges. You have to course correct a little bit as you go. Yeah, you evolve. Yeah. You evolve. But I'm always scared to go too far because it takes away the magic. Sure. But that's how I feed it, man. Which, as you can then imagine, I'm good. Um, I'll uh, I'll go same kind of like I guess, just curious on a on a personal vibe something that just happened recently with me I'll be open and please about it. Uh, the role I started with this company and well I started in stands I were I made coffee for seven years before I got to our corporate company and do what we're doing but uh, my first job at our HQ was was video production yes and that's what that's my passion that's what fills me that yeah the piece is what fills me yeah. uh, but I think I'm also which is what my leader told me, which is that I'm good with people. And yep. I'm good with listening and I'm good with, yep. with adapting and helping people buy in. And right before... What well, makes sense. Listening is the key to being good with people. And camera work is listening. listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I always say about myself. I always laugh because I talk so much. I interrupt people as, you, you know, as being well documented. I just can't find somebody who listens more. I'm just listening in a different way. Yeah. Uh, so I guess my question is, is that what happened was right before this kind of promotion that happened now where I'm at now, I actually asked, I'm like, yo, I kind of want to go back to being a video producer, I think. Yeah. I think it's close, you know. Yeah. And uh, he go, what he told me was, it was super cool. And he said, uh, I understand that's your passion. And that's what makes you like feel fulfilled. It's like, but you have a strength that has a higher calling. Yep. I tripped out on it for a while, and I had to like download it for a while and think about it. Um, but you talk a lot about like pursuing passion, you know, but pouring into your strengths. And anyway, I don't know. I just thought I'd open up the dialogue with that a little bit. Look, man. I mean, think. Look, you're super. Like, you know, I'm a. I'm gonna beat the same dead horses. You're young enough that I think it, for all of us, us 43 and 41 year olds, I think you still have to taste. That person might be manipulating you into what they need in the short term. Right? The good news is, it's not that big of a waste of time. <laughs> so I think, I think the thing that you, you need to understand, and this becomes very uh, rewarding, which is, you're young enough that like, you don't know, do it for two years and if it doesn't work out, shoots. My forced shoots into this situation of ultimately gonna be running this. I could be right, I could be wrong, I'm intuitive. I take on that responsibility as a leader. I also knew that means he could have came back a day later and be like, I don't wanna do that. Can you help me get a different job? And he could, would know, because he knows me and knows that, that would be the case. I think I'm right. We can find out. He knows 
The company knows I killed project management. I brought it back. Like, I, yeah. like we, we spend so much time overthinking instead of doing. Do it, then know, then decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is cool. You know what it is? It's liberating, which then allows you to go fast. Speed, it's all speed. Like you gotta go fast. That's how you get shit done. That's how you figure stuff out. And then like if you're wrong, you say you're wrong. We fired somebody on Friday. I rehired him over the weekend. Looks, it looks blunderous. The client's weirded out. The organization's weirded out. It's not comfortable. I, mean, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Like, because I don't, I don't believe my own bullshit. I make mistakes every day. Life's about alternatives. If you don't believe in me as a leader, go work somewhere else. I have a funny feeling that it'll work out the other way. Because my, mis- my mistakes are micro. Uh, sort of related, but not really. Sure. Are you, uh, yep. are yourself good at basketball? In real life? <laughs> like compared to every other human? Like when you punch your buddy in the face when you're scrimmaging. <laughs> I consider myself not good at basketball, but I consider myself Aaron Pryor-like, which is I'm way better at basketball than I deserve to be. So we, we booked you for speaking in Are we gonna play? You wanna, we, Bad. We, we Bad. <laughs> Bad. Yes. Oh, yes, but I was hoping five on five. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes on either, for sure. You guys are in transition. Two days later he took over two other departments. You guys are in transition. Let me tell you one thing real quick. Best thing that I've learned about Vayner, uh, let me phrase, best thing I've always known and the thing that I get the most out of, more than even culture in a weird way, people are so underestimating how much they can do. Yeah. It's big, right? It's so real. It hurts, I, it hurts me to see. I, and by the way, yeah. you're doing it. Because yeah. I know I'm doing it. Yeah. Like when I was 30, I was a workaholic. I was crushing it. I made it. That guy's a loser compared to what I am now. Right. I'm like, Jesus. So just keep that in mind. Cool. And, and the question though, that I was going to yeah. real quick and I got to go. No, go uh, like people are, are trying to figure out how to get from like 10 to 100 or Tend to, tw- we're we're honest. Like as leaders in the company, we're scared to get from like three hundred million to a billion. You're uh, you're scared as in slang term of like fired up to do it, or no, scared no. to figure out how to do it the right way. The right way with like our growth is so massive, and this is probably a bigger question than this call. But like we're at this really awkward growth stage where it's like all we do is is put out fires. You're gonna be in that stage the rest of your life. Yeah. Until you retire. <laughs> Firefighter. Fire, you know, you might have heard it, you've clearly heard it. Literally, when I go into new countries and I have to fill out a form, occupation, firefighter. That, that, by the way, that's it. Like, I'm about to walk into a shit show. I've been here for an hour. Means I've got problems. All right, on the last question, I think. So yes, sir. Ask great questions. I'm gonna be a little bit less specific. Cool. Um, well, you've only been working for two days. These fools already got all the questions they need out of the way. Go ahead, do your thing. Um, you obviously, and unlike everyone else in here, I haven't. I got off your content maybe two days ago. Awesome. When they told me we're going to New York. Yep. Um, so I wanted to come in with like more of a naked eye. Please. Naked eye, like, yeah. You know, and then obviously I'll probably get into content. Not a lot of you. Yep. Um, but. You know, you seem to be a great leader, motivator, all this great stuff. People love you. What gets your ass up out of bed in the morning? What makes, what puts the fire under your ass? What motivates you to be great and better? Is there a specific person? You know, you always talk about the attention, and it's oh, we've heard attention a lot today. But like, who or what makes you move? Um, I think gratitude, guilt, I think is a real driver actually. Um, and perspective. So I was born in Soviet Russia. You know, both my grandfathers were put in jail for 10 years for being Jewish in the Soviet Union. Like, you know, America's got its problems with racism and sexism, and I always say, man, 
if they just knew what my family went through, right? Like, um, I'm 41 years old and because three of my four grandparents died before I knew them, I haven't had a whole lot of death. I was born with some real fucking talent for stuff that's real practical to live a good life, you know? Back to like, when you're making, you know, people are like, well how, you know, what, you get into some of these things, I'm like, well I would've, you know, debates, I was like, I was making $4,000 a weekend when I was 13. Like that's just, that's just being gifted, you know? Um, so I'm just happy and when you're happy, it's the greatest motivation of all, you know? And I know it can go away tomorrow. I know, tom- I know right now I can get a text that changes the course of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Perspective, you know? Like you've just seen it too much. Everything's great until it's not. And so I'm in that mental place that I'm always prepared for that. I like it. And then, and then simple things, right? Like, like I'm super aware of my human inefficiencies in the current political correctness version of them. For example, I'm pretty narcissistic. I love the attention. I know that people think that's bad. I think it's gonna end up being considered good because I'm gonna suck all the fucking attention and do something good with it. I think it's way cooler for kids to think I'm cool than all the other fucking fuck faces they could have listened to. You know what I mean? So I, uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful. That's the truth, man. I'm super grateful, like in a real way. And you know what? You know what's crazy? When you have real charisma and like that kind of talent, you usually go down the wrong path because it means that you can manipulate anybody to do anything you want. And um, I'm just thankful for my parents because I feel like that was a raw thing I had and I think the comment, and my dad, I always talk about my mom, but it was my dad that, was, that hates lying so much that even embellishing is considered a three strike felony death sentence. And so luckily he didn't suck it out of me because I'm still plenty much a showman but it definitely taught me a straighter path than I would have ended up on and I think I could have ended up very easily being the thing that I think a lot of people think I am the first time they see me because I've got that thing, you know? So I'm just thank, you know, grateful. Thanks guys, have a great day, yeah, awesome. Podcast listeners, I really appreciate you giving me your ear. I respect it, I appreciate it. You wanna one star this shit? Cool. But if you wanna five star it, even better.